Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast with me, your host, Chanel Patrice Hancock here in Akron, Ohio. It's 75 degrees today here on Sunday, June 7, 2020. I want to thank the sponsors of the show, Anchor.fm, where you can go to create your own podcast about whatever topic you want at Anchor.fm. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have 13.0K listeners from over 103 countries around the world. And I wouldn't be able to have another podcast show either on Anchor as well. So thank you to Anchor. Please check them out. You won't regret it. Today's episode is about linguistic discrimination. And how here in the U.S., under the 1964 Civil Rights Act, Section 6 and 7, it's illegal to discriminate against somebody because they speak another language, whether it's in the workforce, education, ETC. Um, But we have over 356 languages spoken in the U.S., and it's amazing how racial discrimination is being allowed to take place is a seen but not heard situation um if the person is speaking at a call center and they're taking telephone calls uh whether they work for a phone company or a cable company or you know they're taking down insurance they're being rated on their performance level and if their speaking ability isn't up to par with what the expectations of their supervisors and managers would expect them to perform especially in an oral Um, format where they have to speak over the phone and take people's information down in order to help them with their problem, then they get low marks for not performing to the standards for which their supervisor and their manager have set for their job performance. And unfortunately, as a result of that, there is some linguistic discrimination because they may assume that they aren't speaking at a native fluent level when in fact they are. You know, some people, you know, might be from Asia or they might be from India, they might be from the Middle East, they might be from Latin America, and they may have a heavy accent, but that doesn't mean that they're not proficient in the language or they might need a translator for written um, assistance because their writing might not be up to speed or they might need an interpreter because their oral skills might not be as advanced as their supervisor may want them to be and they just need a little more assistance with the communication barrier that they're having difficulty with at the time for which they're having a particular problem on their job. Well, you can solve the problem by having an interpreter help 
on the oral side and a translator for the written side. You can also have some type of accommodation where the person might be better writing and reading. So you might want to send them text messages and emails back and forth because their speaking might not be as great as um, they would feel comfortable speaking. Now, a lot of times when you're doing customer service work, you do have to follow a script. Yet, if you have to deviate off that script, for some people, it might be a little difficult at first, but once they get the hang of it, they're able to do it with no problem, but it takes time. And I can say this without a shadow of a doubt, I've had plenty of people where they were older and they were trying to pay their bills, whether it's their water bill, their electric bill, their cable bill, phone bill, over the phone because they weren't good with technology. And they just would get upset because they would have a foreigner on the line, whether it was from India or whether it was from Asia or whether it was from Latin America. And they couldn't understand their accent even though they were speaking English. And they were speaking English as well as they could speak it. However, because the person that was older was never exposed to someone from Latin America or Asia or India with a thick accent, they became frustrated. There was a communication barrier problem and it didn't end well for either party. The manager had to step in and take over the call because the customer was just really upset and had made some really derogatory statements towards the employee that was trying to help them. And, you know, as a linguist myself, I can actually understand a lot of thick accents. So for me, I'm very patient with people, but a lot of people are not. And here in the U.S., if you're speaking Spanish or Arabic or Mandarin, you know, on a bus, the first thing people will say that are monolingual, well, you're talking about me, you need to stop speaking that language, you're in the U.S., you need to speak American, meaning English, and it's very unfortunate that people want to do this, but they do it every single day, and that's just like... We have an Asian lady that lives in my building right now and she wears a mask every day, you know, to protect herself from coronavirus. But even before that, because of her culture, she wears a mask if she's sick. Well, that's out of respect for the other people that live in the building because she doesn't want to get them sick. But there are people that believe that because she's wearing a mask, she has coronavirus and that's not even the case. And when you're sitting up there and you're racially profiling people, you're using linguistic discrimination against people to um, discredit them because they're using their native tongue to communicate with whoever they're communicating with. They're not talking about you necessarily. They're talking about whatever it is that they need to do for their day, so forth and so on. And it's not anyone's fault that the other people around them don't understand the language they're speaking. You can learn Mandarin. You can learn Japanese, Hindi, um, Punjabi. You can, you know, Urdu or 
French, German, Italian, Swedish, whatever language you want to learn. It takes time and it takes a lot of work, but that doesn't necessarily mean that a person has the right to just discriminate because they're speaking their mother tongue. They don't have to speak English if they're on the bus. There's no written rule for that. And I mean, I remember someone was speaking some Arabic on the bus one day and I understood everything they were saying. But I didn't say, you need to speak English. Oh, no, I was enjoying the conversation, even though I was trying not to eavesdrop. But it was a great way for me to get some Arabic in because I was having some listening practice. I didn't mean to be nosy, but they didn't know I understood what they said. But, you know, this particular time, nobody said you need to speak English. But there have been places where I've seen that or there have been places where I found out someone spoke a particular language I started speaking to them in their in their mother tongue and they felt awkward about wanting to speak it because of the fact that people would have said something and I said well if you're going to feel that way about you know speaking your own language because you're in the U.S. I mean there's so many people that speak different languages here other than English it's unreal there's 356 languages spoken here in this country we're the United States of America. We don't have an official language. English is the language that we use to communicate with and do banking with and finance and, um, you know, all our official documents are in English, but we don't have an official language. So we're not Germany or Spain or France. So at the end of the day, English is the number one language unless you live in an environment where your family hailed from Germany or Sweden or Norway or somewhere and you want to preserve your heritage language so you want to pass that down to your family. And you have two languages that you speak in your household, English being one of them and your heritage language being the other. That's understandable. But in society, it's almost like People are so ignorant to the fact that, oh, well, you're in the U.S., you need to speak English only. Well, no, because the U.S. was built off of slavery, indigenous servitude, immigrants. And if it wasn't for all those people, unfortunately, we wouldn't have the United States of America. And that's the truth of it. You know, it shouldn't have been that way. Never. But it was. And that's something that we have to live with as a country and as a people. And me being African-American and being the descendant of slaves on one side of my family and having a quarter Irish and some Bandu tribe on the other, along with some Cherokee and some Blackfoot Indian. You know, I can say this without a shadow of a doubt. We need to eradicate racism of all kinds discrimination of all kind, including linguistic discrimination. Because honestly, I can be honest, there are some people that are intimidated. If you are a minority and you're speaking another language other than the one they know, because, you know, they just, they're insecure about the fact that you know something they don't. And I'm sorry that that is still taking place today. But 
you know, I think if a person has come over to this country or have gone over to any other country and they've immigrated from wherever they may have come from within the world, that they should be able to keep their heritage language that they grew up with. They should be able to speak English and then they should be able to speak whatever language that they have to learn at a basic level to get by in the country that they're going to be living in. Otherwise, who are we to tell someone what language they can speak in public? We are not the judge, jury, or executioner of language um, efficiency, language learning, people speaking other languages other than the English language. You know, and personally, there's more to life than the English language, and English is my first language, and I speak multiple languages to different degrees of proficiency. So I'm going to be honest here. Even when I'm speaking in someone else's language, half the time they don't even know that I'm speaking um, from being African-American. They don't even know that I'm American because my accent is that good. But that takes time and work. You know, I learn languages because I want to be able to communicate and bridge the communication gap between people and cultures. And, you know, the more languages you know, the more friends you got, the more cultures and environments you can tap into, you know, and it's a beautiful thing to experience. And I've made a lot of friends over the past five years because of it. But I still am saddened to see that, you know, if you're a minority and you're trying to speak Swedish or you're trying to speak Japanese or Mandarin or Arabic or even Spanish, you know, people have a problem with you doing that. And I don't know what the insecurity problem is with people, but they need to get out of their own way and realize that we are a global community that is connected by language and thoughts and feelings and and shared commonality, family, faith, uh, food, fun, travel. You know, we break bread over food. We talk about sports and our different hobbies and heartbreaks and so forth and so on. And without having another language to connect with, it's not as fun. You know, and honestly, I personally feel that having events like the Polyglot Conference Global, um, Polyglot Gathering, Langfest, Women in Language, um, a few others, um, we wouldn't be able to connect like we do. Having the internet is a great way to be able to to speak to people virtually if you can't go to someone else's country. But if you live here in the U.S., I can go outside my door and go down the street about 10, 20 miles and find all kinds of people to speak with in different languages, whether it's Asian languages, whether it's Arabic, whether it's Hindi, whether it's Spanish, Dutch, Italian, French, Russian, 
you know, I'm able to do that. And people are very susceptible to me speaking in their mother tongue, even if it's a little bit. I don't get why you speak in that language. Now, I get that from my own people in the African-American community here, but that's because they didn't take the time to learn the language, and they think English is the only language they need. And honestly, to me, it's not the only language you need. I mean, English wasn't the only language I learned. I learned American Sign Language. I learned Spanish and Russian. You know, I learned some French, Dutch, Italian, Brazilian, Portuguese. I dabbled in Turkish, Cantonese, Hindi, Egyptian Arabic, Levantine Arabic, Japanese, a little bit of Korean, you know, so some Irish. I'm doing Swahili and, and Swedish. So, I mean, for me, I like connecting with people and I don't understand why people need to be closed-minded. You know, if someone's communicating in their own language, let them and just shut the hell up and you might just learn something. But do not continue to discriminate against somebody because you don't understand where they're coming from because they're speaking a language that's foreign to you. They're no threat to you. They're surviving just like you are. They have to pay rent and bills just like you do. They have to take care of their kids and grandkids just like you do. They have to put food on the table, clothes on their back, and have a roof over their head and gas in their tank and bus fare in order to get to where they need to go. And if they have to communicate English, Spanish, Arabic, Japanese, whatever language, so be it. As long as they can get their point across without being looked at, eyes rolled, and and people trampling all over their form of linguistic communication, the more the better. We need to come together as a community, not divide ourselves. And I hope that people get something out of this. Because, you know, I just learned that we got 356 languages spoken in the U.S. alone. And yes, this is illegal under the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Section 6 and 7, you're not allowed to discriminate because of, you know, someone else speaking their mother tongue. You're not allowed. It's illegal here. But people get away with it. And if you see that happening, do something. Don't just stand by passively, nodding your head. Say something. Report them. Video it. Record it. Whatever you have to do. But don't allow these people to be discriminated against because you wouldn't want that to happen to you. You sure as hell would not. Trust me when I say that. Because these people came to this country to have a life just like you did. And at the end of the day, they should be allowed to speak whatever language they want to. Because that is the human way. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the podcast. Please subscribe on Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Pavian, Google Play Store, Apple Podcasts, anywhere where podcasts are downloaded. Don't forget to rate, review, share the podcast. And shukran afwan sabu han and remember, 
Language learning is a journey, not a race. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the podcast. And I'll see you in the next episode of Chanel's Language Learning Journey Podcast. Bye.